13th floor. The 13th floor. Welcome to the 13th floor. It's always the best. We got bad camera angles and everything, but the views are amazing. Yep. I am your moderator, B. Jones, and I am joined by this bunch of knuckleheads here. We got Mike D. jumping up and down like he about to set it out. What's happening, bro? <laughs> <laughs> From cell block four. Whoa. <laughs> I lost my number. I ain't got my number. <laughs> there it is. Jay Dakes, what's happening, baby? What up, man? What's going on? Where am I lying at? Uh, I'm upset. Uh, I'm in a different room this time, man. I'm in a different room. Oh, bro, don't disrespect the lion, man. Make sure he's in the backdrop at all times. Gotcha. There it is. Jamie is in the same room on opposite yeah. side. So, look, you're looking a little bit cooler. What's happening, baby? Oh, man, just, just enjoying, enjoying life. I'm out here in Dallas. Got an uh, early flight. Uh, but before I get my thing in, I just want to throw a shout out to you, our our resident, our producer, our our know it all, our you know podcast moderator. We don't shout you out enough. You do you do amazing things, and uh, I just want to pat you on the back from afar. So here you go. I'm going through the camera and pat you on the back right there for you. Hey, I need to see what what it looks like when I actually get some time to be in this thing for real. For real. <laughs> no, I appreciate the love, man, at all times. I mean, you're a great great group of guys. Y'all keep me lifted. When I need to be lifted, so you know, we work together on that. Now, we got Coach K up there, t-shirt game strong. We have to get a vote in on this one. Coach K, show the t-shirt, bro. You said Make no. Noise first. <laughs> Let us know you're still with us. <laughs> you got to talk in order to be on the solo screen. <laughs> Money. They, uh, oh, that's nice. Fresh working magic man, get his t-shirt in there. We will make a vote. Who got the coolest t-shirt on the 13th floor? Phase on with the yeah, I'm a little bit cooler, oh, or I'm a little cooler. Oh, I, I got the t-shirt. I can bring next week. Well, we today, man. Stay ready, bro. Contest will be over by then. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> how you feeling, man? You out there in Atlanta, right? Yeah, I'm in Atlanta, man. Just on here looking at us, looking like a bootleg Brady Bunch. Hey. Two kids, so we had to get Which rid of them. Which ones we missing? We put them up for adoption. Who we missing? Who we missing? Anybody? Anybody know? We just missing BJ, right? We, no, I'm talking about in the bottom of the boxes from the Brady Bunch. They was all in the same order every week. Yeah, I, think we I don't know. I ain't even watched that show. Missing Cindy, and we missing, um, what was his name? Bobby, maybe? Yep, there you go. Ding, ding, ding. Bam. Thank you. Y'all some real TV sitcom ex- experts. Hey, it was only like 10 channels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <no choice>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we turned off. We didn't always have BET. <laughs> That's, fair. That's fair. We did have Amen. Oh, that was mm. Oh, easy. Last but not least, our rock, our staple, my brother from another. We in this thing strong, baby. Represent, you know what it is. Mm. You already know what it is. I want to go ahead and give a shout out to Arts Beard, yo. Since we giving subliminal shots out and, and you know, things that don't get represented often, you know, one time for my dog's beard, man. I know I know the work it takes to get a beard, and I especially know the work that my man put in to get his beard. But one time for it, salute. We got some other scruffies out here. I don't know if we fully call yours a beard, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, one time, let's keep this thing moving. 
Hey, man, while we give it shout-outs, I mean, I think, you know, I appreciated everything you, you had to say, Art, but I definitely think Fresh is, is most deserving of that, man. He kind of keeps – he is the glue that keeps this thing together, man, and, and he is the jack-of-all-trades that keep this thing going from the social media to the editing to the recording to the freshness and energy and excitement we have each and every week, man. So we appreciate you, sir. Yes, it is. Hey, man, I am the glue that binds, and that glue is fresh. Let's go. Let's go, man. We're continuing with the wellness theme here on the 13th floor for this month. If you haven't had an opportunity already, go back and check us out on episode 70 where we talked a little bit about your, your, your diet and eating right, eating to live, and then get on episode 71, man. Probably the best podcast we've had to date. And I'm throwing you up there, Chris, because you know what I'm saying? You got to, you know, you got to step up to the plate now. But last week, man, living on the left side of the menu with our man Jamal King, he dropped a lot of a lot of good information on real estate investment and a lot of good information on how to make your life just a little bit better and things you can do on that end. So definitely take the time. Check us out on episode 71. Hey, I'm sorry, man, but, you know, for the people that actually watch the podcast, they can see we have a guest. Like the people that just listen, they can't tell that there's a guest, but the people that watch can see. So you might as well introduce her. And I don't know what you're saving it for because people looking Thank at it. Thank you, like, Carol. Dang. <laughs> I'm trying to. That was my segue. So segue, I thought he was doing a good job. I thought it was. I yeah. thought it was coming. It was all good. Yes. Okay. Okay. Hey, we were there on the cliff, and then you just threw us off, okay? All you had to do was be patient, bro. That's all. Wait, you you already mentioned the name. You said I'm not trying to put any pressure on you. I wasn't so you to man. Hey, man, somebody put him on mute. Ooh. I'm lower his hand. Thank you, Carol. So to continue on with our theme for wellness this month, we have brought the lovely Kristen Millender. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we brought the lovely Kristen Millender to come on the show to talk to us a little bit about oral health literacy, health literacy in general, but we're going to definitely dial it down to oral health um, since she is approaching or she is a senior now right i uh, yes i am a senior yes i am yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> welcome to the show chris thank you you know these guys very well <laughs> what's going on chris so oral health literacy mm-hmm. how would you like to leave us on that um well first the first thing i want to do is actually ask you guys about some things that um, are probably myths that you guys may want to debunk or if you want to, you heard anything about dentistry or you had any experiences or if you just like been reading things because there's been a lot of stuff on the internet and social media. Um, some stuff is false. Some stuff does have some truth to it. So I wanted to ask you guys, um, what are some things that you guys have heard that you kind of want to know? Is that really true or you know what I'm saying? Do I really got to brush my teeth every day? Like, is that really true? (laughs) (laughs) Is that a serious question? Really? (laughs) I think Art had a legit. (laughs) (laughs) That is a valid question because some people don't brush their teeth every day. Um, Honestly, yes, you should brush your teeth. We really like to say twice a day. at least once a day, but um, if not, then bacteria food will collect like on the bottom of your teeth along your gum line, and then you have like gingivitis and stuff like that. So yes, we do want you to brush at least twice a day, definitely at least once a day. But there are people who do skip out, believe it or not. What about I, this? I, whole I, apple, uh, what, what about this whole apple a day keep the doc, the dentist away thing? Um, yeah, so that's that's a myth, guys. 
Um, and I think it goes an apple a day keeps a doctor away, but um, which dentists are doctors, but still, it uh, apples still break down the sugars. Doesn't matter. It's not like they're like, I mean, they're better sugars than like some like hard candies and stuff like that. that are, they're not sticky, but it's still, if you're not brushing and flossing, you will still have problems if you eat an apple versus if you eat a Jolly Rancher. Still gonna have some issues. Sugars, proteins, and carbohydrates again. <laughs> so, so as we continue on with, with that question about brushing, uh, some of these these uh, myths that come along with the the mouthwash brands that they last for twenty four hours or eight hours. Can you go in a little detail on on how long those the toothpaste and, and the twenty four hour protection is that true or that just but they put on the label that people can buy it? Um, well, if there's anything put on a label, it has to go through some type of experimentation, some type of research in order to really say that, or it'll be misleading and false advertisement, right? So um, we want to believe that that's true. What I would suggest is that um, anything that has um, been trialed and um, has the support of the American Dental Association will have the ADA seal of approval on it and you can really trust that because that means that we've reviewed that literature and researched it and it has shown the test like exactly what they're claiming so some i mean i can't speak to every brand because there are things that kind of you know get through the cracks and some things are sold but if it has the ADA, ada seal of approval then you can kind of trust that perfect so i gave you a softball so you wouldn't get hard now i'm gonna throw you a hardball <laughs> right. so so is it true that that just like with doctors and the HMO plans and dental plans, that some dentists prefer to just pull teeth, put in filling without actually going through process in poor neighborhoods versus those who have preventive maintenance in the more you know affluent neighborhoods. Oh, that was a Nolan Ryan fastball. I haven't really heard about that. So, I mean, with dentistry, we've tried really hard to be preventative, um, especially when we're dealing with like children. If we pull teeth, that causes other issues. So in order for us to like be okay with pulling teeth, it has to be a really bad situation, some really bad infection going on that will compromise the adult tooth coming in. So pulling teeth, I mean, that's not something that dentists like to do. Um, a lot of times we're kind of put in a situation where we kind of have to do that because, um, sorry, we have to do that because some people can't afford what it takes to kind of savage a tooth. So if he has a tooth that needs a root canal, and on top of that, they're probably going to need a crown. Well, you will have to have a crown placed on your tooth after the root canal, and that costs a lot of money. So some people are like, I don't have it. You have to, you know, they elect to have the tooth extracted at that point. So it's not like, you know, dentists are walking around like we'd rather pull. I mean, I think the common consensus among dentists are to be preventative. So as long as that person's coming in, like they're supposed to, to get their routine, you know, exam and cleanings and x-rays done, then, I mean, the chances for having to pull a tooth is, you know, it's minimal. But a lot of times people come in because they have an emergency or, you know, there's pain now because they waited so long. And that's kind of what they're left as their options. Okay. I ask that question because everyone on this podcast knows that I... I fly to my dentist in a totally different state because of the experience. I, I, I know I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. I fly down to Miami, get, get my teeth clean, get my teeth, whatever need process is done. Um, but as a kid in Philadelphia, you know, they didn't, I feel like they didn't care about the kids. They were just going there. Okay, you got a small cavity. Just fill you in. Like, no, 
hey, do this, or you no, know, you you have you have a low fluoride, so you should focus on doing this kind of toothpaste. That wasn't told until I got all the way until you know college and saw this new dentist. And then I was like, wow, the things you get when you have a little bit more affluence and better insurance, you learn about how to prevent these things. So my to speak to that also, um, dentistry has gotten a lot better with awareness. Um, so we're really trying to push awareness, especially in the um, lower income communities, because normally our population, um, people who come, we don't have as many people for, of course, obvious reasons. Either they don't have the money. You know, a lot of times dentistry is looked at as an elective um, healthcare, you know, procedures and not really like, no, this is really what just like you go and you get your physical every year, you do need to go and get your cleaning exam at least twice a year. Um, so, but we're, we're trying to do a lot better with that awareness, which is great. Another great reason why you guys have me on a podcast actually, because it's, you know, I can get some information to some people. And then sometimes, you know, patients will go to a dentist and we'll explain some things, but it's a little intimidating for someone who's not um, familiar with the jargon, right? So you hear these things and you really don't, know what a lot of it means, which is another reason why we're going to talk about health literacy too, because we do have to find a way to really get through to people and health and practice preventative measures so that they don't have those problems. So they don't go like you did, you know, through your, you went to the dentist. However, you just, there was some, inf some information that you just didn't receive for whatever reason. We kind of really are trying to like stop that and really get to, um, get to our patients and help with that. I am proud of my teeth nowadays. No, my doctor, my dentist in Miami has, uh, Hook me up to care of me. So shout out to uh, my dentist. I can't That's give him but yeah, he knows. <laughs> Dr. Serge, we're good to go. <laughs> so about the uh, uh, fluoride content, I know that there are certain toothpaste that has higher account, uh, content of fluoride in it, and I've just heard different things about it. Is fluoride something that we should be looking for in our toothpaste, or should we try to get a lower content um, in the toothpaste? Well, after a certain age, um, I mean, fluoride matters, but you don't have to go like crazy with fluoride, right? So normally with children, um, we, we recommend that they're drinking like tap water, not so much always bottled water so that they can get some of the fluoride there. If, they're, um, if they live in an area where the water is fluoridated. Um, and that's another reason why, you know, people need to come to the dentist for preventative care because we'll also get fluoride at that time as well. But we don't need to get too much because there are toxic levels of fluoride, just like there are toxic levels to anything. If you take too much of something, you know, they say too much of anything, it's not that great. Um, but fluoride is definitely good. And I would, you know, I would definitely use fluoridated toothpaste. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, you don't want to just like overdo it. But it's only gonna it's only gonna help. So if you're like in the beginning stages of like having a cavity or something, fluoride is good to reverse, you know, reverse that process. Help with reversing that process. And I and I should have Jay, I should have said enamel. Um, I was thinking enamel, not fluoride. So low enamel as a growing through a kid causes a cavities in your teeth. You I had it. My wife has teeth strong, strong teeth, and has never had a cavity in her entire life. Um, and it's just depending on your your um, What's the word? Genealogy. You can have naturally low enamel. Yeah, some people have thinner enamel than others. Some people are really resistant to cavities. Some people also, their saliva combats uh, the acid produced by bacteria better than some other people. So there's a lot of different facets to like combating that acid, you know, secreted by bacteria that actually cause the caries. So some, a lot of people think, oh, it's sugar. Sugar causes cavities, but actually the sugar feeds the bacteria. The bacteria secretes the acid, and acid is what causes caries. So even you want to be careful with how much soft drinks you're, you know, 
soft drinks, sodas, Not all that candy. kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you want to be careful with that. It's not just candy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wish I would wish you'd have met when I was in my younger age. But it's good. My dance is good now. And and because of the education I've gotten, I can now educate others. And this is gonna help people who don't think about those small things, how important it is. It is so important to be informed. How much is it how much difference does it make when you're drinking, say, coffee, for example, through a straw as opposed to drinking it straight from the cup? Like does that make a big difference as far as dental care? Or is it still the same damage that can be done? You actually drank coffee through a straw before, sir? Yes. The story is that it doesn't stain your teeth as much. Yeah. Like if you drink it coffee? Your straw, yes. Hey. Ice. What well, the I don't drink it through a straw, and I don't jug it around in my mouth. There's no filter. You know what I mean? If you drink it through a straw, it goes straight back. I got you, Jay. I mean, it is, but when you also when you're sipping though, a sipping motion is not like you're rinsing like you do at Listerine. When you sip, you're still minimizing the amount of coffee that's spread throughout your mouth. Think but, about sipping. But it hitting your teeth first, right? You know what I'm saying so. Does it, so I don't, I don't <laughs> sip through my teeth. I don't know how you're sipping. Let's see. Let's. <laughs> so I sip between my teeth. Always, your first two teeth always get the sippy cup. It's where your nose first. That's why I'm right. saying. It's too cold. We go, ah, my teeth is cold. It goes to the first two teeth. You know, it hits your teeth first. Yeah. It hits your teeth first when you drink out of a cup as opposed to drinking out of a straw. So I'll just add, like, there's, there's talk Great. about it um, not staining your teeth as much if you drink through a straw as opposed to drinking straight from the cup. I just didn't know if that was truth or myth. Uh, I don't know either. I mean, I don't, I would have to say, I don't, I don't know of any, like, studies that have been done to kind of show that. But I think, I guess, the kind of common sense, like, the less amount of area that you're covering with the juices or whatever you're drinking, then, you know, just the less contact and less, you know, probability that you'll have a cavity there. Right. But I don't think it's a, I don't think, I don't think it's a huge deal if you sip versus drink out of a straw. Hot coffee through a straw. Yo, I got two questions. Okay, go ahead, Fresh. First one, <laughs> is there a way to find out, where do you go to find out if your water is fluoride Fluoridated. Fluoridated. That entire statement, because she be edited and read. <laughs> I love it. Translation under the bottom. Okay, so you can probably go to like the county website that you live in, the county that you live in, and just type in a search bar fluoridated water levels, and you should find something there. You may be also able to find something and uh, information for anything that you probably have a concern about at the ADA website, and it's ada.org. Awesome. I have a question with that one. What is an appropriate level? So, like, if you look, like, what should you be alarmed and pissed off at? And what should you be like, all right, I'm good? Well, I believe that we cap it off at 0.7 ppm, which is parts per million. So, you want to look and see that you're at, you know, at least 0.7. Nothing really higher. But for an adult... Move. I'm sorry? If it says Flint, Michigan, move. Yeah, if it says... It's getting better over there in Flint. I, I have a couple, it's getting better. What, what were you saying, Chris, for an adult? For an adult, I mean, the amount of fluoride you get in your water, I mean, you're an adult. So, I mean, our teeth, the fluoride that we get, they it takes effect way before, like, um, our teeth come in. So even babies, like the fluoride that they get before their big teeth emerge, that fluoride is already being incorporated into their system because they have baby bud teeth. All right, so that's already being incorporated even before you actually see them erupt. So, but when you're older, I mean, 
It's almost too late. Taste, you know what I'm saying? Sorry. So the, the, need, the need for it decreases as we get older. Is that what you're saying, or is it just? No, it de- yeah, it does decrease. Okay. It, it, I mean, it's not as effective. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So oh yeah, you got a second question. Go ahead first. Part two was uh, about sensitivity. I suffer from extremely sensitive teeth. Is there anything past Sensodyne or any other recommendations that you have? I actually went to a dentist and they told me to stop using Sensodyne. Well, this is this is going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so depending on where a dentist is trained, they get different information. So some, at my school, we actually give out Sensodyne packages and samples. So it definitely helps. The thing with Sensodyne is people don't like the way it tastes and people don't like the way it feels because it's kind of like... Um, grainy yeah yeah it's kind of soft it feels weird it doesn't feel like you know the toothpaste that we're actually used to um but that does definitely supposed to help with the sensitivity um i don't know of any other um, i'm sure that there are other like crest or some um, other big name brands they have like you know certain um lines for sensitive teeth but sensodyne is like the biggest name fair enough i love that brand Use it. It's great. It does help sensitivity. Um, I thought it was great too. Brett, uh, now a question I have, Chris, is for you. And Brett, you probably can sign on this as well. Uh, whitening, teeth, teeth uh, whitening toothpaste. My dentist said, hey, don't use too much because it starts to strip away like at your teeth. It's not really good teeth all the time. Is that a true statement or is that something that, because whitening's everywhere now. Everyone's using it, but it starts to pull away at your actual enamel because it's breaking it that's your or false mm-hmm. yeah so it can it can make your enamel a little more porous because what is it, what is it doing it's getting into the teeth and kind of extracting those stains um but normally what we do is if you have sensitivity already we just decrease the amount of heart, um, hydrogen peroxide that's in it so you just get a lesser you know amount a less percentage and you should be fine um but you also want to be careful that when you're brushing, you know, watch your brushing technique because if you're brushing like this, I wish I had a toothbrush with me. If you're just brushing like this, you're kind of abrading your gums. You know what I'm saying? Whereas we brush against the gum line and kind of like push up. I'm sorry, I don't have like something to really show. You're like moving the food away from the gum line, you know? So it's, so yeah. should it be like the circular motion? motion circular like? is good. Circular is good. And also just a sweeping Easy. motion away from the Easy. gum line. Yes, but never like this, guys. Like that, eh, eh, eh. Straight that's for the for the for the people who's listening, that's straight across. For the people, oh, yes. Yes. Ever, yes. No left, right, more. <laughs> across, down, down, front, down, 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 down more, right. to the front. Yes, and and there are tons of videos on YouTube that you can look at. And again, eighty eight eighty eight is a great source. Um, but they have you can see the brushing techniques if you need a visual. So sticking with the brushing of the teeth, I have one question, and we're going to get into some more of this oral health literacy, which I feel like we covered a lot of it just in this last five or 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But um, with the, your, your children, so my son, when you're brushing his teeth, they give you the early toothpaste or whatnot that doesn't really do anything as far as I'm concerned because you brush, I brush his teeth, and even with the bubblegum smell on, on the toothpaste, his breath still stinks. Mm-hmm. So is the children's toothpaste worth using on your on your son or daughter your child even even when they get of age like he's five now so he's not going to swallow the, the toothpaste at this point so i should go ahead and switch it over to the adult toothpaste no not yet i was, I was 
with the child toothpaste. One thing that um, is kind of like a myth is that bad breath always comes from the mouth, right? But that's not the case. Um, sometimes bad breath is just from their stomach and the gases that is uh, being excreted in the stomach from the food that they're eating. So um, you can use like toothpaste is not always going to combat bad breath, basically is what I'm saying. Um, I would not move on to an adult toothpaste with a child unless their um, pediatric dentist says it's okay. I would listen to that. Nice. Because there's other things in toothpaste. Like some toothpaste has, you know, alcohol content. You kind of want to be careful, you know, yeah. stick with the children's toothpaste. Makes sense. Feels good to have a dentist in the house. Yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't know food, like the, the bad, smell, bad breath smell can come from your stomach. That's, that's So, it, so it, it transitions into what that child is eating then at that point. I mean, yeah, you ever eat something that, you know, you had gave you gas and you burped and you're like, oh, that's disgusting. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> It is. <laughs> so moving on into some of this oral health literacy, what do you find that are some of the common challenges amongst our community when it comes to oral health literacy? Um, well, first of all, I want to ask you guys a question. Um, how many, uh, what percentage of black people do you think uh, actually go to the dentist? Mm. 58. Mm, 35. Uh, shoot. Uh, can we narrow it down by like income levels? <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. Throw a number out there, man. <laughs> uh, actually, I say more like thirty-seven. Or maybe I shouldn't say actually go to the dentist, but actually have like get dental treatment, dental care. I say thirty-seven. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Fresh is that that personal price is right. I said thirty-five, bro. Thirty-six. <laughs> you see, y'all staying around 30 something. It's actually 55%. Um, I was right at first. I should have stayed with Yeah, you were really, really close. So, and that was in 2006. So, I, I would hope the number increased, but approximately 55% of um, African Americans visited the dentist um, that year. And so, it's not, it's still a lower number. We would like to have higher numbers uh, for our white and Asian counterparts. It was more like uh, 70%. So, you know, we're still lagging behind, um, but it's not as bad as we probably would assume it to be. Yes. Now with that 50% uh, that statistic, is it quote unquote inflated in any way, shape or form, or is it like a true 55? Is it a representative number of, of us, I should say? Um, well, according to the study um, and, and how significant the statistics were, it, I mean, we can trust that. Okay, because I yeah. know I hear a lot, you know, we have a lot of our, our community may get this health care from the military. Or yes. in, when you're incarcerated, you have to go to the dentist. Mm -hmm. So if, if those are creating a, a larger source of this 55% in, in the actual community, it might be somewhere around these 30s. That yeah, in the community, it may be lower, but that number looks at, you know, population, all black people in the country. And, and it's, they took a sample of black people, right? So they didn't... Mm -hmm look at every black person in the country, but from the sample of black people, they found 55%. Okay. And what do you think contributes to the lack of, you know, sort of outside of the obvious, you know, we obviously know the, the issues within our community, but what are some things that you see prevalent? Uh, a big one is uh, fear of dentists. So a lot of my patients, um, they love me because I have kind of mitigated that fear factor for them. I talk them through things starting from um, the first appointment when I'm just getting to know them and I acknowledge that, you know, they have this fear and I let them know that it's okay. You know, it comes with a lot of anxiety. A huge part of dentistry is just the behavioral aspect. 
And, um, you know, they could have been traumatized previously when they were younger. You know what I'm saying? All that really matters. Of, um, also, I'm going to show you guys here. Let's see. All right, media. So how do I move that? Okay, so you guys see, like, <laughs> the dentist. This is scary, right? Look at, I don't even know what those are that's coming out of their gums. Like, sure. that's crazy. Disgusting. Right? That's crazy. Sure. Dr. Giggles, that's crazy. You know, like, all, all of this incites some type of fear. Um, Little Shop of Horror, you guys remember that movie? That was, you know, the dentist in that movie was really bad. Like, I think he was beating up on that girl. Like, he was just, he just stopped, you know? And so it's like, from a very young age, you're already getting, like, brainwashed by media and Hollywood that dentistry is bad. And not just that, but, I mean, um, one of my patients told me, like, she believes that she's so scared of the needle because when we go to numb, like, you see this syringe that's, like, this big, right? It's a long silver syringe. The needle... It's like that small, you know what I'm saying? And it's really small, like it's tiny. So like the way that our patients are perceiving us and perceiving the instruments that we use, perceive the profession, then you have the distress, like, well, they're charging a lot of money. Does this really cost all this amount of money? Blah, 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 blah. You're trying to pay your student loans. And then if you look at, you know, the fact that, okay, in this country, medicine hasn't been that kind to African-Americans. I mean, that's just the truth. Like, there are things that have gone on. We've all heard of the syphilis incidents. And, like, just that's there's numerous um, research studies that have happened that kind of abuse African Americans. And so we've been taught not to trust dentists. And I honestly feel it's not really until we start really making up some of these numbers as dentists that that trust, you know, will really improve. So, how do you see the efforts within our community? I think uh, Maryland does a great job with getting you guys in, in the community in Baltimore with, uh, I think it's SNBA, and then you guys have uh, another program that you do every year. Yeah, we do mission projects um, for people who can't afford dental care, dental work. We do all of that. So, I mean, we're really trying right now with our current administration not to get political. Um, there's been some budget cuts. So, the amount of outreach, I will probably be affected for at least the rest of this administration. But nonetheless, we are still like in high schools, in middle schools, at these mission projects, really trying to get involved and really trying to increase that awareness. So with the people with low health literacy that are affected, what efforts, um, like what do you see as the detriments within, like their social detriments? What, where, where do you see coming from our, our community as far as that? Um, well, first of all, finances is a big thing. Um, you know, some people like not to have dental insurance. Um, they'll have their medical insurance. But again, dentistry is looked at as like an elective procedure until something hurts. So I mean, elective healthcare area until something hurts. So finances play a huge role. Um, we already talked about the fear. Um, what else? Uh, sometimes our people of color perceive discrimination. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. But, um, and that can be something like an example is like uh, having to wait in a lobby. They may feel like they're being discriminated against. They have to wait longer. Why? It's because I'm black, blah, 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 blah. And that might not really be the case, but because we already have that mistrust, you know, it's already there. Another big thing is access. So if we have like big cities, you know, um, in more impoverished areas, you're probably not going to really see a dental office. I mean, some of us are courageous enough to, you know, or just have enough integrity to kind of go back and give back to our communities and set up shop. 
but those are not really honestly desirable areas to kind of set up shop and live in if especially if you don't know if it's going to be that lucrative so you got to really want to have a passion to kind of give back to those communities to really kind of set up there so access is access is huge thing right up there with um right up there with our finances actually I want to talk about a little bit about the importance of oral health um, because I think a lot of people have them are, are misinformed to how much it plays into the other uh, diseases or other illnesses that you can have um, if you don't take care of what's in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, periodontal disease, which is like beyond you know gingivitis, basic gum what disease. What does that even mean? First of all, so period- <laughs> periodontal disease is a disease of the gum tissue and the. Uh, the ligaments that hold the tooth in the socket and the bone surrounding the tooth. Those don't are periodontal tell, disease. Don't tell me, tell me. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> we have <laughs> ligaments in our teeth. Hold on, let's back up. Let's let's talk about Sorry, I don't mean to push you out. <laughs> okay. you see what I'm saying? So periodontal disease. Periodontal disease. Yeah, what was your question, Fresh? Uh, the teeth ligaments. I, we, we got teeth ligaments? Yeah, we do. We, they actually act as shock absorbers. Oh, like for like when we're eating food and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When you're eating, yeah, when you're chewing, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, there's a lot of biomechanics that go into your teeth. But they act as shop absorbers. Say that again. <laughs> I thought the tooth just sat in the hole and we were good no. to go. Come on, jump off No, you gotta have a ligament there to protect and be a cushion and all that other stuff. Learn yeah. something new every day. You do. You do. Oh, it's pretty like interesting. It's pretty, pretty interesting, right? Yeah, definitely. I'm sorry, continue with the with the period. I'm not going to try to say it. I forgot the question. What were you asking me? Periodontal disease, how that impacts. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So um, in dentistry, we know that periodontal disease actually um, is um, has a correlation with um, diabetes, uh, with cardiovascular diseases. Um, and so there have actually been um, people who suffer from like cardiovascular disease, like heart attacks and stuff like that. And if you look at the plaque, that's sitting in their arteries and you extract some of the bacteria there where they find a lot of pathogen, um, a lot of uh, periodontal pathogens in there. And so you can see like, you know, when you have gum disease, when you have periodontal disease, that bacteria can get into leaky vessels and travel through major arteries and form plaques. So there's definitely a relationship. Um, I don't think we're at a point where we can say, um, we can't say one causes the other. We can't say periodontal disease causes you know, heart disease, but there definitely exists a relationship. And there may be something where periodontal disease actually exacerbates um, heart disease. Right. Wow. And that's from, and that's caused from like the, the soft drinks that you mentioned earlier and the foods that we're eating. That's what causes the periodontal the, the, the disease. Well, what causes periodontal disease is bacteria that produces plaque. Okay. So that plaque is sitting on your gum line. All right. And it can get under your gums and it causes inflammation. And that inflammation causes your bone to react and kind of pull away, and then your gum tissue will pull away. And that's why you start to get recession. So it's not necessarily the sugar. The sugars cause the cavities. The plaque, it was, can cause periodontal disease. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we want to continue on with the, the health literacy. Um, I think one of the biggest things, you might have touched on it, a little bit earlier in the podcast that kind of impacts that. But one of the biggest things might be the lack of African-American providers that there are in our community. So how do we kind of impact that? I mean, what, what do you, you see as far as trends are going with the African-American population within dental school? 
So um, it's a couple of things. When I first came um, into dental school, my, um, I had a class um, called Evidence-Based um, Science, Evidence-Based Dentistry. And one of the things he talked, my professor talked about was uh, like they did a survey for graduating seniors and they asked a question about like, well, what made you interested in dentistry? And the top answer was um, I knew someone who was a dentist. So right now, uh, active dentists, black dentists make up 3.4% of all dentists. Not a lot of us at all. 3.4%. How many of them are, are females? I don't know how many are females. I, I don't want to guess. I don't know, but just to give you guys an idea, I want to show a quick graph because it's different when you actually see. Facts. Yeah, 3.4%. Wow. That's crazy. Is that because of the cost of dental school? Possibly, but uh, yeah, hold on a second. It could be because of the cost. How do I? You always hear you know, parents and, and, and talk about you got to be a doctor, you got to be a, dent, a lawyer, you got to be an engineer. Um, but people still don't categorize the importance of dentistry in the doctor category that that's still health right. and it gets lost in the shuffle and that's just crazy. Oh. crazy. Yeah, give me a second. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to pull this up and it looks like, can you guys see that? Yeah, we see that. Yeah, dental, see dental myths. Yeah, we see your screen. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here you can see, um, this is in 2006. So the numbers may have increased a little bit, but you can see um, our white counterparts make up 86.2% of active dentists, whereas African-American Hispanics, we make up 3.4% each. Um, Asians are 6.9%. Okay, so you can see we have a very small, small piece of the pie. Mm. Um, this graph here will show you um, the general population. So these are the people who actually work and then, no, this is something else. Let me, let's look here. So as you can see, black people also make up, you know, the least when it comes to faculty and dental schools. And then here are dental students. So, you know, we have very low, low numbers. And here go practicing dentists right here. So throughout all of these, we have very, very low numbers. And then here is just, this is the last one here. But it just shows how many, um, these are, applicants that are minorities and we we had some increase between uh 2003 and 2006 but as you can see we're still all the way down here you know we have asians here and and white americans probably be either at this level or you know somewhat above but we have a lot of you know we have a lot of work to do we have to get more black people involved in and wanting to practice dentistry yeah let me close this so what can we do like what are, what is the most interesting thing you would say about dentistry, so we can try to start pulling, you know, our, our black people into this field, this, this growing field. What's the most interesting thing about dentistry? Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of subjective. <laughs> um, people like different things, but uh, for me, the most interesting thing about dentistry is actually being able, if you're a science person, and you like the idea of understanding disease process and still being very hands-on, like every day I'm able to be hands-on, you know? So that's very interesting. Um, meeting people, understanding, you know, anxiety, and, you know, sometimes I feel like a psychologist almost, I'm not a psychologist, but sometimes I feel like that because, you know, people who come to the dentist actually visit the dentist more often than they actually visit their doctor, because you go once a year, unless you have other things going on, right, to see a doctor, 
But with dentistry, you're supposed to go at least twice a year. And if you have something going on, then you go a lot more frequently than that. So you wind up building a really good relationship with people and understanding them. And then you're able to really like, you know, when people have issues with their smile, it really affects their self-esteem. And this goes so far. I mean, even when they're going interviews, like if you look at some people who don't like their smile they are, or their teeth, they'll modify their smile. You know, a lot of times they'll like that or like you just see maybe the bottom part of their teeth or like they learn to not show their teeth. And uh, it does have an effect on them. So like if you're able to give back and improve that for people, you feel grand. You know what I'm saying? Like I gave someone that and they can take that and go on for the rest of their lives. And it really improves their quality of life. I mean, it's a wonderful thing. And then if you, I mean, I get fixated on a lot of things. So I, I just like taking care of stuff that <laughs> like little things like cavities and stuff like that. And the instruments are, are amazing. The, the dental drill, the drills that we use, the burrs that we use, everything's very intricate and very technical. Um, there's a digital aspect of dentistry now where we're scanning, you know, gum lines and, and margins and all that other stuff. And we're actually making crowns in office. You know, it's just... It's, it's very rewarding, very fulfilling, um, but very, very sophisticated. So to be a part of that profession, I think it's just amazing. How, how are we... I'm sorry, go ahead, Jay. No, I was going to say, she made it sound like the dentist is like your best friend. I just, um, I, I need I'm to go to... like my dentist is holding up to his position, right? Yeah. <laughs> my dentist is that person. I, my, my entire dental office, we're like, family, I go in there, they know my, my kids' names, I've been with them for years. Yeah. I mean, I granted I'm coming from another state, so I can call in and say, hey, I'm, I'll be there on this day. Make space for me. They go, yeah, you know, prime art, you got you. You're good to go. But that took time to build. And it's been it's been great. And yes, my dentist is also um had the curves. He's been doing, you no, know, he has a TV on the ceiling. He has you no know, digital uh, instead of doing x-ray with the actual x-ray, it's like digital now. Crowns being made inside the temporary, everything being done there. And to see yeah. the abilities of or painless you no know, drill, so it's not like as loud or it's just water. So those things make a difference when you're going to the old school dentist that like still has that that hardcore drill that changes <laughs> ahead of the curve also helps you grow confidence in your yeah. your clients. Yeah, I mean it goes that patient provider relationship goes goes so far. And I mean and, and to be able to trust someone to go into like an area of your body of your body that you barely can actually see what's going on, you know, is, is big. And, uh, I would like to believe that most of us, you know, take pride in that and respect it and do the right thing by it. I got awesome. a follow up question. Right. And I, I don't know if we, if, um, I'm assuming about to wrap up B, but, um, with, with dentistry being so uh, minimal amongst the African-American community, what made you, you know, just like with that not being a common uh, profession that we go into, what made you decide to even consider that as a profession and consistently pursue it after all of these years? Well, for one of the reasons that you just stated, we're represented minimally in it. So when I see, so I look at that as an opportunity, right, to give to that profession. Um, so it's, it's for me, and, and you know, I'm not saying this is for every black person, everyone's different, but for me, it's important for me to for us to find ourselves in places that we're not, that we're not in, that we're lacking. So I could have, I mean, if I wasn't so interested in science, I probably would have went and been a lawyer and became a judge. I would have, I, I tend to look uh, into areas where there's a need for us. 
mm. and a need for us to be protected in. And so that coupled with the fact that I kind of got to be an example, you know, like these kids, you know, I do a lot of mentorship um, in Baltimore in a city and they have to see us. They have to see people that look like them to know that, Hey, I, I can do it. I can do this too. And then like, even being a, you know, I mean, Brett's here, but technically I'm a single mother. and even with that for people to say oh she had a child and she did this you know and it wasn't easy but it's something that I wanted it's something that I I wanted for myself and for my community and so I I did it you know challenges or whatever so that's amazing really important to me well, thank you, Chris, for coming in and gorilling the mic and dropping all that good information. You can go ahead and take the podcast wherever you want, man. Since you, you know, up there front and center, it's your show. What do you want to talk about next? Uh, Don't be nervous. <laughs> you didn't have to do all that, but um, no, I do. Want, I do want to say one thing. Okay, I do want to say one thing. Um, I didn't know like that I wanted to be a dentist until I went to college. You know, like some people say, Oh, when I was little, I got braces and it changed my life, blah, 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 blah. I didn't. Um, I've always had straight teeth. People always complimented me on my smile and always asked, did you have ortho? And I say, no, I never had braces. And they're like, wow, how did that happen? But then I have a sister who, you know, her teeth were, you know, were crooked and, I saw the way she smiled and I saw how it affected her self-esteem. And that was one thing that settled in me because it's almost like survivor's guilt or whatever it's called. You know, it's like, oh, I have this and I, I have a um, more effective interaction with people. And someone who I love very closely to me does not have this and I see what it does to her. And so that coupled with the love for science, blah, blah, blah. But then I, when I went to college, I didn't think about it. I thought that I was going to go into social work or something. I, I actually didn't really give it much thought. I was just happy to be in college because I didn't even think that I was going to go to college. Honestly, at that time, it's just my high school people went to college. That was the only reason why I even pursued it. Um, and my dad came with me, and there was like a, um, cr- there was like a um, program fair where you go and you get to look at all the programs that this school offers. And like I said, I thought we was going to stick around, you know, the easier stuff. And my dad is the one who walked me to a pharmacy table. And at that time, I'm like 17, and I'm just like, oh, I never thought that I can even, I never even thought about pharmacy or anything medically um, related. And, uh, but I knew that I didn't want to do pharmacy because that's just boring to me. No offense to any of the pharmacists out there. I'm just not with it. So, um, although there's a lot of pharmacology included in dentistry. But, um, but it got my mind going like, oh, I can I can do that. Like I, this is possible, you know, like it just exposed me a little bit, you know, and my reasons for staying a dentist have changed over the years. (laughs) But what I'm trying to say is like, it's really important for us to like, you don't have to be like raw, you have to be a doctor, but it's just really important for us to expose our children, even if it's just walking them to a table and letting them like see it for themselves and kind of initiate that curiosity because that's all it took I already had everything else you know it's just that I needed someone to say hey this is an option and I was like oh it is an option and then I decided to do it which is another story but yeah I just want to say that so that's that's awesome and I, I I hate I'm always I always have um you know weird things to say randomly but um yeah so 
<laughs> um, it is, uh, it's important that your dentist, your physical trainer, your doctor, people you're working with have the attributes you're looking to get. And if someone's a dentist and they don't have you no know, great teeth or great breath, it kind of makes it harder <laughs> to believe in their practice. How could you? I can't even go to a dentist with bad teeth. You right? so <laughs> hey hey, there are stylists who who will do hair and you don't have their hair done. Uh, that's true. Right, right, no. <laughs> Sometimes people put themselves last. This is true. This is true. Um, but is you got to be your own brand advertisement. Mm-hmm. Is it true that all dentists hate J. Cole because he put out a song like Crooked Smile and um, dentists, you know, visits dropped by 17% from what I'm being told after Crooked Smile came out because there was more of an acceptance of <laughs> No, actually, I don't think so. Um... Do you guys think that do you that do you guys think that gaps are issues? Nope. I, I think I think um, teeth are just like weight, right? It it's more about the person and how they reflected themselves. It's more a personal thing and how you're willing to accept it. Just like I'm sure you were saying with your sister, where it's there are people with gaps who look beautiful because they are not um, subconscious about their gaps. There are people with crooked teeth who are not, you know, who they still you still consider them having a beautiful smile, but it's because they're not self-conscious about it. So right. It really more so depends on the person and how they reflect themselves to other people that determines how um, accepting, I guess it is. Right. Well, the, th- the difference with that is that people with um, crooked teeth, what we call malocclusion in dentistry, that can cause, that can cause real issues. Um, but a gap or a diastema, what we call in dentistry, it's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. So we really don't try to push braces because someone has a diastema. Some, I mean, I think it's a myth that people think that something's wrong, but it's not wrong. It's just that person's anatomical makeup. That's it. And how do you feel about Invisalign? How do I feel about Invisalign? I mean, it works for basic level cases. And if, you know, if your doctor feels comfortable with doing it, it's faster, you know, and. Um, but what you mean? I, I saw the commercial. I can go ahead and just hit up the number like uh, they sitting them bad boys out like contacts now. I would, I would definitely. Not, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the same thing with like bleaching. You can go get a bleaching in a mall, that type of stuff. I would always encourage people to have this stuff done by a dentist because if something goes wrong. Trust me, I believe that if you're going to get a bleaching in the mall or if you're, you're getting a Invisalign trays in the mail, that Invisalign trays in the mail probably are not an issue. But read the information that, you know, you're agreeing to. Because especially with, like, places in the mall and stuff like that where there's no dentist um, really supervising things, something goes wrong and you signed your rights away and your gums are falling off. That's another big part of that literacy portion, right? Yeah, you have, yeah, informed consent is big with literacy. You have to really know what you're getting yourself into and make sure that you're protected. It's always better to have a dentist who is an oral health specialist involved in that process. Always better. Makes sense. Makes awesome. sense. 
Well, this is great. I love this topic. You know, tea, I see. Loves, I love it. I love this topic. I love tea. I love tea. <laughs> I love tea. <laughs> I ask more questions. That was a game changer for you, and I think it'll be a game changer for um, the rest of our community. Just exposure. Just right. let people know about it. This right here in itself will be a game changer nugget. So. I hope so. I hope so. And I do have to put that disclaimer out that I'm not a dentist yet. I'm a senior dental student. So, you know, if you want, you can go back again. ADA.org is a great website to um, to reference and to learn more information. Just be careful what you're getting, you know, where you're getting information from. You Google things, you know, just be careful. You can't use celery as dental floss, y'all. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> no, like, somebody doesn't even taste good. Why would you put it? Why? It works, all right? Anything you can use a stick in there and get to it. Right. Don't use a uh, paper clip. Don't. Paper clip? Hey, they got gaps. Don't use super glue. What about putting the foil on your teeth? Y'all ever did that when y'all was kids? Uh, yeah. like the gum I can't do it now with the foil. Yeah, the paper clip. Why? Because you want to have, you want to shine like whatever you yeah. want to be like Nelly. Aluminum foil? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like the gum from the gum? Yep. 100%. No, I'm talking about like the, the oh, minerals wrap. Right. Yeah, like, it's real long. I, I'm a, I didn't, I never heard of that before. <laughs> that must be a Petersburg thing. Let's go. Cut that down real quick. I haven't heard of it either. <laughs> I think actually every fella in here. I'm about to say I got real up. Pretty much guarantee every dude on this podcast has done it once. And I'm taking the Reese's to black out my teeth. Take oh the, my uh, god! Cup paper. <laughs> black out my tooth and make it look like I don't have a tooth. Oh my god! That's I crazy. know I'm not the only one. <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. Hey man, we gotta go ahead and start wrapping this thing on up, man. Uh, Faison, why are you going on mute, bro? It's your turn. I, I'm respecting. I, I didn't want to take away from the screen. That's all. Just trying to make sure. Yeah, that man, it's it's corner day phase on time, man. What's happening in arts corner today? So this evening, this is this is something that, that I kind of fell upon uh, about networking. So the the corner today is just, you know network where you don't think networking is important. Uh, an example is my neighbor. You know, we all talked about last week's podcast about real estate. So I've been trying to get in real estate for a little bit, reading books, so forth. My neighbor, two doors down, actually flips houses for a regular basis. Didn't I know that until one day we were outside with our kids, just talking about, hey, what do you do? And he said, oh, I flip houses. And I do it in Baltimore. I do it in Maryland. I do it in Philadelphia. And I'm just like, this is crazy because you don't know who's around you. Mm. So I had to go in and do it as a professional. Hi, my name is so-and-so. What do you do? But casual conversation in weird places could wind up being a network opportunity for you. So network and places you don't think networking is important by just being yourself and open. That's good. Wow. Easy, man. Before we get to Fresh and Biz, hey, did you get a new broom this week? Because I told you that boy was going to get swept. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it, man. I had to do it. You told me the Celtics was going to sweep, too. Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Either, I just pre- predicted it a little too early. Fresh in biz, what we got this week, sir? Well, first off, um, with Art's statement, you know, that's what we call in sales ABC. Always be closing. You never know when the opportunity is coming up. So if you are on your biz, B 
be about your biz and make sure your biz is always open. This week, though, for Fresh in the Biz, we are going to talk about making a business plan. Plan your business. Put it on paper. Write it out. Have, you know, levels to this thing and understand what you are getting yourself into. But more importantly, understand where you want and plan to go. Most people have their genius ideal, but they don't want to put it in an area that then can be critiqued, set up, and dissected by peers and other people who also do or have done the business that you are looking to execute. So with that being said, make sure when you create your business, you create a business plan, think it out, think it out different ways, get other people to come and help you and talk about it, and don't try to make it such a secret. Get the word out, make it a plan, make it a successful plan, plan excuse me, plan your business, fresh and business week. We out, let's go. Easy, easy. Hey, j do you have anything you want to add before I go ahead and wrap us up? Oh, uh, yeah, man. Um, yo, for if we're trying to lose, uh, you know me I mean, as the health and wellness enthusiast, man, trying to um, very, very much so push weight loss, you know, just it's just, you know, being overweight is not fun. So uh, just a quick tip that you could do, lift more weights. Um, you know, our fat, or I'm sorry, excuse me, muscle is our fat burner. It's like the biggest fat burner that you have. So lift more weight. I would say like three times a week, if you can lift weights, um, you're really doing a, a significant change in your, in your uh, physical health. So lift more weights if you're really trying to lose that weight. And don't be- What if I don't want to lose disclaimer, weight? What if I just want to make- We are not, we, we are not trainers. We are not doctors. Mm-hmm. But it's a few athletes on here. Don't be in the gym doing this old crazy, you know what I'm saying, gym routine routines that you that, that are you really don't even and you don't even have to like you know like your body is a weight. You know, so you, you could sit ups, you could do pull ups, you regular curls. You're, like you could use your body or you could use actual weights. You don't gotta do anything too crazy, but just that simple shift is it's it's a real game changer, guys. So um, it increases your basal metabolic rate, which is your right. resting metabolic rate which is what you're like that's what burns calories while you're sitting there doing nothing mm-hmm. so the more muscle you have on your body the higher that is increased and the the higher that's increased you can just sit there and actually burn calories um i think you know my calorie counter i'm burning like 1700 calories doing nothing so uh definitely lift more weights and get more muscle on your body and it'll fight against the fat that you have or that you're holding on your body and if you're you not doing something nothing you're doing something you're burning calories dog the, the healthiest things Push-ups, squats. Those are three natural things you can do with your body weight that always help and are great things for your natural body. So if you don't have weights in the house, get on the floor. Oh, oh, you got weights. Your body <laughs> sitting on them right now. Everything in the house is a weight. I'm gonna be cock diesel in about two weeks. You gonna be working out? You gonna be working out with LeBron, Mike? Nah, he don't work out, man. It's all natural. That's right. Chris, we appreciate you visiting us on the 13th floor. This is one of our biggest supporters, man. Came in, got a lot of knowledge, did a lot of work, pushed me all the way out the camera and everything. It was a great show. It was a great show. Make sure you you subscribe to the the podcast. Get uh, connected with us all social media platforms at 13th floor, please. You can catch the podcast on SoundCloud. You can get the videos on YouTube. You can catch podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Vimeo. I'm not leaving you out ever again. Yo, I can't do that. (laughs) I cannot do that. I am not an alien. I don't know. Anyway, we up out of here. This is the 13th floor, where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. (laughs) 
The 13th floor. 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 The 